from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Secure our territory. Secure our turf. Because it's all our turf. Elite, Kenny and the Bucks, listen This that undisputed, yeah, we're here to shock the system This a war zone going down on Wednesday nights This a fight, this is NXT vs. Dynamite Weekly battles, rating shattered, this a revolution This is change to what the game is used to doing This is all about that dark and light contrast Welcome to the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast Welcome to the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast. I'm your host, Mike DeMiro. It is July 1st, 2020, and after a two-week hiatus, the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast is back. Before we get into the show, I want to thank all our subscribers from all over the world. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for following me on Instagram. Thank you for always subscribing to the podcast, commenting, and always reaching out. Much love and respect. So, this is going to be a special review on AEW's Fighter Fest 2020. But before we get into the show, I just want to say going forward, I think that I'm just going to make this uh, AEW podcast. I have more fun talking about AEW and watching AEW. That's no knock to NXT. NXT is a great show. I do have fun watching NXT, but I do want to make this an AEW podcast. We're going to try a couple new things in the coming weeks, see how we like them, see how, I guess, you guys like them and... I don't know. Let's experiment a little bit. If you guys like the new formats that I'm going to try in the next couple weeks, then we'll stick with it. If not, I have no problem going back to AEW versus NXT. But, I mean, I I definitely want to try something new. So, if you guys offer me that freedom, I would really appreciate it. But, this episode is going to be about AEW Fighter Fest. And, I really, really enjoyed this show. This was a Really good show. AEW put on a pay-per-view quality episode of Dynamite, basically. This is going to be part one of two episodes that are going to be this pay-per-view style. The show starts off with the intro, but it's not the same intro that we get for Dynamite. It's an intro that is showing the match card for the whole show for tonight. They are also still using the same background music. It's really dope. Chris Jericho's on commentary for this episode, which is always a plus. Jericho's gold on commentary, and I think that he's definitely, like, he found his 
post-wrestling in-ring career because on commentary, he, he made that commentary team really shine. And I'm talking about that's a team with Tony Schiavone, the legendary JR, and Excalibur, who's great. And Chris Jericho is the star of the show on commentary there. The show starts off hot and heavy. We got MJF and Wardlow. They come out. They cut a promo. They kind of break the fourth wall when they mention the ratings war and Tony Khan. They, you know, MJF is just gold on the mic and just constantly delivering it week in and week out when it's on the mic and in the ring. So MJF, like, he really adds so much to the show. They go against Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Luchasaurus. And this match was amazing. What a way to start off the episode. It was an absolute phenomenal tag team match. Luchasaurus really is, like, tightening up those skills. Really looks good in the ring. Jungle Boy is really coming to his own and becoming a star in the company. MGF and Wardlow are just phenomenal. Wardlow's definitely proven that he's going to be a future superstar for AEW. And MGF, week in and week out, really showing that he's the man, like I said. So, I love this match. They just went balls to the wall. Great chemistry between these four guys. Great matchup. I think that this match was definitely a four and a half star match. This was awesome. After this match, we got Hikaru Shida defending her title against Penelope Ford, which was another really good matchup. And I got to say, this has to be Penelope Ford's best matchup. I think she gave her a performance of a lifetime in this match, and this was absolutely phenomenal. AEW's women's division has definitely stepped it up in the last couple weeks, and especially now that they're dealing with injuries, like big injuries, with Britt Baker, Chris Statlander, you need these other women to really step it up. And that's what Penelope Ford did. We all know what Hikaru Shida could do. But Penelope Ford held her own and really showed what she could do in this match. And I'm very proud of her and I'm really impressed. So I would like to see her continue to go down this path. And I think it was a little too soon to give her the title, of course. Shida just won the belt and she's still on a roll. I don't think that it would have been smart to take the title off Shida right now. But what a match. Like This was really good. Then, surprisingly, which I thought was going to be the main event of the show, we got Jake Hager and Cody. Now, this was a Cody special. The big fight feel, the storytelling, the emotion, the psychology, everything that we've come to expect in the Cody Rhodes match this had. I just love how the TNT title feels like it's a world title already, like it's already presented as a major title. And then on top of that, the matches that Cody's having for this title are top-of-the-line matches against really good opponents. Jake Hager looked like a star in this match. I'm not a big fan of his attire, but that's nitpicking. It did look like he was just wearing, like, boxer briefs. Cody Rhodes looked great in this match. Uh, I guess his in-ring wrestling's definitely getting better I think that Cody's stepping it up especially the fact that he's wrestling every single week now he's really coming into his own because Cody's always been a great wrestler it's just that there's some things that he could have tightened up a little bit and he's definitely doing that I really love this matchup the post matchup was crazy Jake Hager loses the match punches the referee it causes all the refs and officials to come out from the back this was crazy. I think that this is a way to, I guess, suspend Jake Hager. Maybe he goes into MMA. I think he has a fight coming up. I'm not too sure. But really good segment. I really love this. We got to see 
a Darby Allen vignette. Darby Allen's still not medically cleared to wrestle, but he's doing crazy crap skateboarding and setting people on fire and doing backflips and weird shit. But Darby, he's a weird guy, so I don't want to see a regular vignette of Darby sitting there and being like, I want to wrestle. No, like, let Darby do his weird shit and let Darby be weird because that's who he is. So I had no problem with that. After this, we had the Private Party versus Santana and Ortiz. Private Party's accompanied by Matt Hardy. Chris Jericho's on commentary in Santana and Ortiz's corner. Orange Cassidy's out there. He's just, I guess, like lazy. It looked like he was falling asleep, which is hilarious. He's sitting there at the commentary desk and really not doing anything, but Chris Jericho's getting pissed off. He's feeling like... Cassidy's taunting him, even though he's not really doing anything. Chris Jericho's like just getting pissed off at the presence of Orange Cassidy, which was really hilarious. This match was another good match. I know I'm sounding redundant, but it was a hell of a show. So, I mean, I'm just telling you what it is. Private Party wins the matchup against Santana and Ortiz, which was surprising. I thought that Santana and Ortiz were going to go over on this matchup, but it's nice that Private Party's starting to get this push, especially with Matt Hardy in their side. I don't know what exactly they're going to do with this, but if Matt Hardy's playing that mentor, that kind of like the same that Michael P.S. Hayes played for the Hardy Boys back in the day, it's really awesome. And this match was really cool. They had great chemistry with each other. Obviously, these two teams wrestled all up and down the Indies. They are both from New York, both those House of Glory uh, students. Well, all four guys are House of Glory students. It was awesome to see them come together and do the same matchup. Not the same, they really had a better matchup than what they used to do in the Indies, but basically have that same matchup that they were doing in the Elks Lodge in Queens here on national television. Really cool to see that. After this, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy get into a one-sided pull-apart. Jericho's needing to be restrained where they're trying to restrain Cassidy and he's... Basically not even doing anything. I love this. I can't wait for next week. Jericho and Cassidy is going to be phenomenal in my opinion. I think it's going to be all like a whole new level of entertainment. I already know that Orange Cassidy is going to bring the fire because he's showing more, I guess, energy. And he's showing more, let's just say he's trying, right? And then Jericho, we all know how entertaining he is. And he's definitely here to make stars. And I think he can make... Cassidy take that next step in his career. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. The main event of the night, we got the best friends versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. The best friends were driven to the ring by Trent Beretta's mom, which was hilarious. Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, always look like a million bucks. These four guys had an awesome match. Both teams meshed really well. I I like I like that this was the main event. I don't know if I would have put two tag team matches back to back like that, but definitely a great matchup. And I gotta say, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page week in and week out are becoming a better tag team. And it's weird because like you know, sooner or later these guys have to be put back in the singles division. Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world. Hangman Page is the future world champion, and right now they're still a tag team. So I, I really am interested to see where this goes and when the inevitable split happens and when these guys move to a different story. But definitely a good match. The best friends put up a great run on the way to this title shot. I think it was like four or five straight victories for the best friends. But Omega and Hangman just happened to be too much for them on this week. After the matchup, you had FTR. They come out to congratulate Omega and Hangman. Everyone knows now that Hang that well, I was about to say Hangman don't drink, but we all know that's not true. But Kenny Omega doesn't drink from the uh, pay-per-view when he was offered milk instead of liquor. So when FTR comes out, they offer a beer to Hangman and to Kenny Omega. And Hangman, of course, he pops it open. He's drinking, right? Kenny Omega pours the beer out on the ground. And FTR takes it as disrespect. So now they're all in Kenny Omega's face. And Kenny Omega's like, come on, bring it on. So the Young Bucks come out, try to calm them down. Because next week, the Young Bucks are teaming up with FTR. Like, let's let cooler heads prevail. Come on, guys. Kenny doesn't drink. That's why he threw it out. But... I don't know if anybody noticed this, but something that was very interesting in my opinion was the fact that while you had the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega on one side, you had FTR and Hangman on the other side. And I didn't even think about this, but it made me think. I know in the past I said FTR and and uh, MJF would make a really good faction, but now that I think about it, FTR and Hangman would make a really good faction as well. And being that Hangman was on the same side as FTR, is this alluding to the fact that maybe when Hangman breaks off or when he leaves the Elite, he's siding with FTR? Or FTR and Hangman are going to be a trio? I don't know, but it was kind of interesting and intriguing, and especially like seeing all of them in the ring together, it was pretty cool to see that. And I don't know if it's alluding to anything. I may be just like grasping at air here. But you know what? It was really cool to me. I thought it was really cool. This whole show is phenomenal. AEW delivered. 
Fighter Fest was a pay-per-view style show, and it definitely delivered like a pay-per-view. They went up against NXT's Great American Bash, which was a defensive move by the WWE, throwing together a what they call a pay-per-view quality. Just so happens to be two weeks in a row as well. Like, stop that. This is the type of stuff that I get. Like, NXT has a great show, but this is the reason why I don't want to cover them. Because of shit like this where they play defense and it's just so, like, I don't know. It, it's in poor taste. One, that is the Great American Bash, which was named by Dusty Rhodes. It's playing defense every time AEW has this bigger show that WWE all of a sudden wants to make NXT. Like, they actually care about NXT then. When it's clear that they don't care about NXT any other time. But, oh... AEW's having a pay-per-view quality show. We gotta care now. Where AEW's constantly caring. And that's the point that I'm trying to make is... I don't want to watch the defensive show. That is watching AEW's every move. And trying to play defense. I want to watch the show that's... I guess starting the trends. Not following the trends. And that's AEW at this moment. So that's the show that I'm writing with. AEW is going to be the show that I focus on. Going forward. So... Now, next week, judging on the response on this podcast, if we're going to make this AEW's podcast, I might go all out, no pun intended. If we make this an AEW podcast, I will cover everything from AEW. I will cover AEW Dark. I will cover AEW Dynamite, Road 2s. I will cover everything that has to do with All Elite Wrestling because that's going to be where, you know... I shine the most and where my interest is peaking at. But I'm thinking about also adding other elements, storytelling elements, what I would do, my own personal bookings. We'll figure it all out. Just thanks for sticking with us. We appreciate it. Really sorry for no podcast in the last two weeks. We were having very bad technical difficulties. Just to be transparent with our fan base, I just want to say I am extremely sorry there were podcasts that were definitely recorded that were not being uploaded due to the server of the uh, the podcast server that we're on, Lipson. And I was given a, uh, a response from Lipson. They said that they were having technical difficulties due to this tough time with the COVID. And I really apologize. I didn't know. Maybe it was on me for not finding another way to get it to you guys. But... It seems like things are starting to get ironed out here with Lipson. And going forward, there will be a podcast. So thanks for sticking with me. Thank you for your patience. And have a great week. If you don't like this format, comment. Hit me up on Instagram. Let me know. Hit me up on Discord. I forgot to mention the Discord. The All Elite Wrestling Discord. Well, it was still the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast Discord. Talk to me. Let me know. Feedback is definitely welcome. If you do like it, tell me what things you would like to see in the AEW podcast. Tell me what things you think I could add to the podcast. Tell me what things I you think I should take out with the podcast. Your voice will definitely be heard. So please, feedback, criticism, everything is welcomed. So I'm going to catch you guys next week. Have a good week. Happy 4th of July. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. Stay positive. Stay strong. Catch you next week.
From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.